We all want to feel like we belong, but sometimes it's challenging to find connection in our living spaces, neighborhoods, communities, and relationships. On Home Where You Belong, we're here to change that. Hear stories of people from different backgrounds and from different places and how they've been able to feel more at home to help give you a renewed sense of connection, belonging, and optimism. Welcome to Home Where You Belong with your host, Chip Alford. When it's storming and the trees moving around, it's so wonderful. It's like being on a boat in the ocean, but it's not too bad because it's such a huge structure that it, it doesn't move a lot, but you can you can really get a sense for how much it is moving when you see the chandelier swinging back and forth. Tree houses have fascinated and captured the human imagination for generations. Thousands of years ago, people built dwellings in the treetops, using their dense network of branches as a hiding place and shelter against dangerous predators and enemies. Some indigenous peoples of South America still live this way. In modern times, treehouses have most often been built as a playhouse for children, a private place where youngsters can get closer to nature and let their imaginations run wild. Today, an increasing number of adults are enjoying the benefits of treehouses too, finding them ideal as a quiet workspace or studio, or simply a private retreat away from the hustle and bustle of the everyday world. Increasing interest in environmental issues such as sustainable living and the emergence of safer building practices have also led to more treehouses being built as temporary and permanent housing. High-end treehouses are now sought after hotel rooms, Airbnb rentals, and private residences on several continents. According to the Treehouse Guide, there are 35 businesses in the U.S. and Europe alone that specialize in the construction of treehouses of various degrees of permanence and sophistication. Log on the internet and you can find websites, social media accounts, YouTube channels, and television shows featuring treehouse design and construction companies, do-it-yourself kits, and photos and videos of amazing treehouses located around the world. I've included some related links in the show notes and on the resources page of our website, homewhereyoubelong.com. Today, I want to introduce you to a Tennessee man who built an amazing treehouse of his own. Danny Harris is one of the smartest, funniest, and kindest people on the planet, and I should know. We've been friends for almost three decades. Before I bring him on, let me tell you a little more about him. A native of Tennessee, Danny earned a BS degree in international economics and political science from Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro. He spent more than three decades as a technical lead and senior systems administrator for Hewlett-Packard, working on healthcare-related system projects for the state of Tennessee. In 2012, he left the IT world behind to pursue one of his passions, fixing and building things. As owner of Eldon's Home Repair and Maintenance in Nashville, you can find Danny doing everything from remodeling any room in a house to building a fence or children's playhouse. One of the structures Danny is most proud of is the treehouse I mentioned earlier, a two-and-a-half-story structure he built during the pandemic in a giant tulip poplar tree near his farmhouse in Goodlettsville, Tennessee. Wired for electricity and Wi-Fi and equipped with indoor plumbing, including a full kitchen and bathroom with shower, and featuring a relaxing deck envied by local birds and squirrels alike. The treehouse looks like it belongs on the pages of Southern Living or Architectural Digest. 
For now, it's a cherished private retreat for Danny and his longtime partner. Danny, welcome to Home Where You Belong. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. So how long have you been interested in tree houses? Did you have one when you were a kid? Yeah, I had several. I, I grew up building stuff like that. Uh, lean-tos on the ground and eventually up in the trees. So. And you, you grew up in the country out in... Uh, Goodlettsville, yeah. Goodlettsville, Tennessee. Okay. Mm-hmm. So why did building a treehouse appeal to you, and why did you decide to build it during the pandemic? Well, uh, you know, I built a lot of treehouses and playhouses for other people, and I always wanted to build one for myself, but I never really had a lot of time to do it. So when the pandemic hit, it just seemed like the perfect time to go ahead and let her rip. So, I'll include photos of the treehouse on our website, but can you describe it for our listeners? What does it look like? Well, it's uh, it's all wood. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> it's two and a half stories. Um, it's all sustained by it's it, it's hanging on the tree itself, and the tree grows up through the middle of it. There's no supporting, you know from the ground it's all on the tree and uh, you, you go up to the first floor where the bathroom is and the library and then the stairs wrap around the tree up to the second floor which is the main room and you have the living space there and then the kitchen off to the side with the refrigerator and all that stuff and then you go out through the kitchen to the uh, to the deck and that's where we spend most of the time anyways out there watching birds and things you mentioned that it's made of wood what what kind of wood is it and where did you get that um you know the the framing is mostly uh just pine but the uh exterior is uh red cedar and it's made from um leftover fencing boards so i had lots of stuff stored in the barn from leftover from jobs that I do here and there and all kinds of scraps of this and that and I just turned it all into something I could use. That's awesome. Um, Did you design this treehouse yourself or I know you can go online and get plans and do it yourself kits. How did did you put it together? Well I, I you know I drew it out. I had the idea in my mind and then you start drawing things out and seeing how they would work with the tree that you have to work with and uh, what would connect to where, but I, I always draw it out first, and then I'll build a model of it with balsa wood, and uh, just go from there. I saw, yeah, you showed me a picture of that 3D model, which we'll also post on our website. It's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. So you go from drawing to model, and then actually just start the work, huh? Yeah, and you know, sometimes things change during the process, which is fine for me, because I like it to be, you know. Evolving. Yeah, evolving. And sometimes it's because of financial constraints or the wood that you thought you had you don't have or the different types. And, you know, it just you just got to go with the flow. If, if something changes, it's not a problem. It's, it's, uh, it's an opportunity to learn a new way to do it. So you mentioned that you had a lot of materials on hand to use in it that you've had left over from other projects. About what percentage, roughly, would you say that you had on hand versus stuff you had to go out and buy to finish it up it's probably about 80 percent of leftovers and then i had to buy things like uh, the water line and things like that you know that i didn't have 
available. How long did it take you to build the treehouse? Well, it was about, it was nonstop work. It took about three months to build the basic structure. And then the rest was just t tweaking, you know, with different design elements and decorating and things like that. But it was, the basic structure was complete after about three months. Wow. So during the pandemic was a, a great time to do it because you otherwise you'd have been working every day at your regular business, right? Yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to build it and uh, something like that, but I never had time. But when the pandemic hit, I thought, well, this is the perfect time because if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I got to admit, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty clumsy. When I think about building something in a tree, I kind of freak out a little bit. Isn't it kind of dangerous work or how do you, how do you do that? It, it can be, but you know, I always, if I'm working up high, I'll wear a harness that's tied to pulleys and things like that. And once you get the basic structure built, the supporting structure, um, you can, I always wear the harness and I'm always tied to something so that if I fall, you know, I won't hit the ground at least, you know, so. <laughs> that's good. Do you, how do you get the materials, the building materials up to the tree part where you're actually building it? Well, I built a crane out of old swing set equipment and I have lots of large barn pulleys and things that I've collected over the years. So I just put it all together and built cranes and pulled them up on pallets and piece by piece and the then I assemble the walls up on the platform itself and you know it takes a while but it's it's really fun work what what would you say was the hardest part or the most challenging of of that three-month project uh getting the lumber up there I guess because for in addition to getting it up in the tree uh the, the tree house itself is up in the woods I live on a like a five acre spot of land and it's almost in the middle of it and it's uphill <laughs> so getting all the lumber up challenging. there it was and then of course you have the weather to worry about before you get the outside structure finish you've got uh pop-up rainstorms and this and that so and you you mentioned the the land where you live one, one thing i meant to ask earlier is how did you actually select the specific location and the specific tree what were you looking for in a tree to, to choose that particular one well it, it had to be a big tree because i knew it was going to be a big tree house and this was one of the biggest on the property but also it has to be the right type of tree because um, the tulip poplar i think is the best kind of tree for a tree house because they'll bend but not break usually and they grow so big and they just keep growing and they're very hardy whereas some other trees that might look great for tree houses like a sycamore or something they're just too brittle in a big storm the limbs will snap off and whatnot so i just loved this tree and it was in the right location the right kind of tree it was just like it was meant to be do you feel like it, it was three months of your time on, on the one hand I, you know you, you you weren't you weren't working other projects but did you feel like it was a a good investment of your time or you oh definitely it was um you know it was fun and it helped you know not with the pandemic and being secluded you didn't feel like you were locked up you were you know doing something you enjoyed so it, it was kind of a gift you're accomplishing something rather yeah. than just sitting inside all the time that sounds yeah. great you didn't build a playhouse i've actually been in the treehouse it's it's amazing and as i've said we're going to have lots of pictures on our website 
Um, it's a livable structure complete with electricity, running water, Wi-Fi. Did you plan that from the start or did your plan kind of evolve over time? Oh, I, I knew it would be complete before I started. That's what I wanted it to do. If I was going to you know, invest that kind of time and energy and all the supplies I had saved up, it had to be what I wanted. So I knew it would end up that way. And uh, I wasn't sure exactly how at the beginning, but I knew I would make it happen. So I, I figured some of that out as I went along. That's probably where where all the different skills you have, uh, running Eldon's home repair and maintenance came in handy because you probably used all those skills in building this treehouse. Oh, yeah. yeah lots, lots of different aspects. When, when I went through the house, I mean, in addition to finding a lot of the things you'd expect to find, a, a bed and chairs and things, you also had other things that, to me, made it feel like um, more like home, like is, I believe the first floor is a, you call it the library. Mm -hmm. And then there's some, uh, some cool artwork throughout the place. Uh, did you always plan for it to be a second home or home away from home? I didn't know it would be that elaborate, but it just turned into that. It was just so comfortable up there. And I knew it would be fully insulated, you know, with, it's like an actual house up off the ground. So, but I didn't, I didn't know I'd be spending as much time there as I do, but I just love it there. Speaking of that, what is it like spending time in the treehouse? What does it feel like? And I heard you also have some visitors now and then. Yeah, yeah, it's great. There's a, there's a lot of wildlife and raccoons and deer <laughs> and uh, turkey and all this kind of stuff. You, can, you, you get in the treehouse and then you, you forget that you're there and you don't want to leave. If you if you have an appointment the next day, you really don't want to stay there overnight because it's so hard to get up and leave. But uh, it's just a very comfortable, relaxing place. Yeah. But you do stay there, and I mean, you've got a, a couple of beds in there, yeah. and uh, it's it's an overnight. Oh yeah, structure. I've got you know I've actually got a TV in the library there, and I'll sit up and watch TV and read and do work on my computer, and then go upstairs and go to bed. Um, how, how does spending time in the treehouse affect your mood or, or change your perspective at all? It's just very relaxing. It, it makes me appreciate simple things and not get so upset about unimportant things like entertainment on TV and stuff like that. It's just relaxing. It makes you want to be calm actually being there. You mentioned that you do have some, some visitors, uh, birds and squirrels and raccoons do they actually come in some of them to the structure itself or just on the tree well they're on the tree but some of the raccoons cause problems on the <laughs> patio part and up on the deck but there's a <laughs> that's an ongoing battle they they really like it there and we don't particularly appreciate it but they love if there's any bird seed around they'll come up and try to get that if you leave it overnight but um, you've seen a lot of different kinds of birds yeah, well, there's the standard ones from Middle Tennessee that show up, and then you'll see some of the migrating birds. That that's always a treat to hmm. pick one of those out that's not normally there. Is the is the treehouse weatherproof? Or tell me tell me about the roof. And have you ever actually stayed there in a rainstorm? Oh yeah, that's the best. When it's storming and the trees moving around, it's so wonderful. It's like being on a boat in the <laughs> ocean, but it's not too bad because it's such a huge structure that it, it doesn't move a lot but you can you can really get a sense for how much it is moving when you see the chandelier swinging back and forth but <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty safe there's a you know it's weather tight and 
It's a, t a tin roof, is yes. that right? It's got a tin roof and... Um, so you can hear the rain on that. That oh, must yeah. be cool. So the treehouse has been done for a while now, and you've definitely been getting good use out of it. But like any house, you have to you know fix things or, or repair. What are some particular challenges about that for a treehouse versus just a regular house? Well, you know, with the tree, the frame is constantly growing so the trees growing up through the middle of the treehouse so it's a it's a maintenance issue you have to keep on top of it because the tree grows and you have to make adjustments and uh, make sure the weatherproofing is all still tight but it, it's worth it is there something that you've always wanted to build but haven't tried yet I'll, i've got a lot of projects in my mind that i'm i'm working on but uh one thing i'm definitely going to do soon is uh build a, a small chapel up near our family cemetery and uh, family members can go there and meditate and if some people want to get married there and stuff like that it'll be it'll be a great little That's spot awesome. for that yeah it'll be secluded and it's very very nice and did, didn't you say you were building that in honor or memory of somebody yeah it's in honor of my mother she she passed away a while while ago and um, I just think it would be appropriate to to honor her with that and i can go there and think about her and whatnot and do you think this will be another case where you'll be able to use a lot of the materials that you have on hand or, or will it be different yeah but I, i'm developing different resources like i use a lot of wood that you know you just get from discarded pallets and things like that but uh if you treat them right and rework them a little bit they, they become very useful yeah, I started to say when you look at your treehouse, it doesn't. It definitely does not look like a hodgepodge. <laughs> something put together. It looks. It looks great, like custom built, which it which it was. Mm -hmm. um, I I know you're a you're a country boy at heart. You've lived in the city too. You lived you've lived in Nashville, but um, even though you you are a country boy, you've traveled to some pretty amazing places: Egypt, Peru, Scotland, Costa Rica, and Cambodia, to name just a few. Why is traveling important to you, and how do you think that impacts you? I love to travel. I love to meet people and see see what their version of normal is. And then <laughs> I can pull um, ideas from how they do things because it's really different. You go to these different places, they use, they, you know, they're very limited in their resources sometimes. So um, you pick up new skills on how to make things work and I'll use a little of this and a little of that in, in projects that I do here at home. So it's a great yeah. source of ideas. Oh, right? yeah. That's awesome. Okay, Danny, uh, I, ha I just have one more question. It's a, it's a question I ask everybody who, who comes on the program, and, and it's pretty simple. It's this. What is it that makes you feel most at home? Well, I mean, that's a complicated question, but I think primarily it's uh, somewhere you feel comfortable and unthreatened and you can be yourself and just relax i think for me personally that's how i feel no that's a good that, yeah that's a great answer danny it reminds me of a, a quote that we actually have posted on the front page of our website home where you belong it's from maya angelo the the late and great uh poet author and actress she said the ache for home lives in all of us the safe place where we can go as we are and not be questioned. 
Thanks again, Danny, for joining us today and sharing the story of the amazing house you built in a Tennessee treetop. If you're interested in seeing pictures of Danny's treehouse, check out the blog and episode pages of our website, homewhereyoubelong.com. I've also included links to treehouse builders, suppliers, rentals, do-it-yourself kits, instructional videos, and the Treehouse Masters television show on our website's resources page. Check it out. And thanks again for listening. We want to help you continue experiencing that feeling of being at home wherever you are. So please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and visit our website at homewhereyoubelong.com. Want to join in on discussions, ask questions, or share feedback and ideas? Join our Facebook group, visit us on Instagram, or send an email to chip at homewhereyoubelong.com. We'll see you next time. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.